Hi guys, this is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming, men? Oh, I think you coming, men, enough for all of us. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 43 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the often imitated but never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues hockey podcast. We're broadcasting live on... What is today? Wednesday, December 11, 2019. This is franchise episode number 229 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price and Jeff Ponder. Bill Day is out of town and on assignment. <laughs> so for your listening pleasure, it will just be Jeff and I that will be with you for the next little while while talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with the show on social media, follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price. Jeff's is at jpon 94 And you know what? Uh, give Bill a follow, too. At Billy Blue Note is his. Also, follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. You can check out our YouTube channel where you can watch past episodes. Uh, and don't forget to like and subscribe so you'll get notifications when we do go live each week. That is quite handy. Uh, the website is letsgoblues.com where you can listen or watch past episodes, browse the fan discussion forum, as well as just get some cool uh, T-shirts, mugs, and stickers. All St. Louis Blues themed, and uh, proceeds go uh, back into the show. So you're supporting the show by doing that. Uh, for those of you watching live right now on YouTube, greetings. Uh, feel free to comment in the live chat on your right and my left. Stage right. This way. Stage uh, That way. Front. My left. Back. My left. Back to uh, the left. By the back way, always, always on assignment. That's all you need to say on assignment. He's constantly working for the show. Yes, he's always doing something for Let's Go Blues Radio, even if he doesn't realize it. <laughs> he he might be, uh, 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 as far as everyone else is concerned, he might be on assignment for his day job. But really, he's undercover for Let's Go he's, Blues Radio. He's scouting other hockey podcasts for us. That's what he's doing. He's <laughs> undercover. Yep, he's uh, he's the he's our New England Patriots. He's spying. Yep. Yeah, yes, yes, he is. Spygate <laughs> podcast version. He's got a video camera. He's got the Google glasses going on. Mm-hmm. Mm, we got questions in the YouTube chat already. Was firing Peter Debeau the right move for San Jose? Slow down, Austin. Slow down. We'll get there. Austin's also <laughs> uh, he's fishing for for something here. He says my birthday is this weekend. Mm. Kurt, what do you think he wants us to say? I'm going to say um, happy birthday, maybe. Happy birthday, Austin, for sure. <laughs> happy 12th birthday. Hmm. We have no idea how old 12th Austin 12th birthday? Is. Yeah, nice. I don't know. <laughs> Go to bed, son. You got school in the morning. <laughs> it's past your bedtime. My guy's 9.30 p.m. Jeez. You're going to be tired in the morning. You're going to be crabby. Not going to get up. Mm-hmm. Maybe I told you so in the morning. Having kids flashbacks. 
He uh, says it's the 16th, actually. So he is a young man. He is a youngin. Yeah. He's uh man. I'm I'm 26. So that's like 10 years younger than me. <laughs> you, I, I would never have guessed you over uh, at 25. Nah, uh, yeah, okay. Well, you, you're blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh. oh, what's the what's the phrase um, from Animal House? Um, fat, dumb, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Something yeah, like that. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's right. Uh, what do you got on your hand there, Kurt? Oh, oh, this thing right here, this old thing. It is a uh, it's it's a Stanley Cup ring. So. Whoa! Like, what's yeah. it say on the sides there? Uh, it says O'Reilly, uh, number ninety. Mm-hmm. And then, did you uh, actually steal that from Ryan O'Reilly? Uh, I did. I did. Actually, it's a. Uh, it's the. I. I you don't think the, the the O'Reilly Auto Parts store should be selling these? To be honest, make some profit. Yeah. Why not? Sure. Uh, we have a special announcement. Uh, a preview for next week, uh, scheduled to appear on the show next week. Do you want a drum roll? Uh, do you have a drum roll? Remember, remember the drum roll we did a long time ago? We're pounding oh. the table, and the microphones were on the table, and you couldn't hear Jack squat because it was yeah. vibrating the microphones so bad. Made the vi- microphones vibrate, and we didn't know it at the time. And I remember you texting me saying, okay, never, ever doing a drum roll again. Yeah, yeah you couldn't hear what was being said while the drum rolls went on because the mi- it was like a rumbling earthquake. Let's just uh, uh, let's just keep this going so people are like, oh, what's the announcement? Huh? We're gonna make you listen. We should just now just announce it at the end of the show. Tom Davis says, so Eric- Peter DeBoer. <laughs> yeah, right. Tom Weston says, uh, Tom Davis says, Erica Weston. That's Tom Weston. Weston. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Erica Weston. That's right. We have Erica Weston. Tom Davis uh, guessed it. Scheduled to appear on the show next week. Uh, uh, Fox Sports Midwest uh, uh, radio uh, TV personality. Uh, and uh, anchor and uh, pretty much jack of all trades right now. With uh, she interviews fans, she's sometimes in the studio doing the commentary. Um, she's done everything but actually be in the booth, I guess, calling a game, right? Mm-hmm. And we have said multiple times on this show, not just because she records our open, that we love the work she does. Um, she's one of the best. Um, and Tom Davis says he knew it. He should get a ring. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll ask Erica if you get a ring. How about that? There, uh, you can have one. They're on eBay, and you can find them uh, quite reasonably priced. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, we'll we'll talk to her about uh, wow, how sh- how she got started in the business and uh, how she you know, her stops along the way and how she ended up here, and uh, so that should be interesting um, to find out about that. So no, looking forward to that. Uh, that's great. Um, she's fantastic. I have uh, I've always. Uh, Appreciated what she does, and and uh, I I think in the studio she's one of the best, at least in St. Louis. Does great on the Cardinals broadcast too, so it's going to be a lot of fun having her on and uh, replace Bill. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's forgot about that part. We're not, <clears throat> not telling Bill yet. It's in the works. Uh, Austin Lynch also <laughs> says that. Uh, uh, just thought I'd let you know, PJ Cox from Blues Buzz Blog called you guys washed up Blues fans, which that's hilarious. That is funny. Coming from, a, I mean, he's what, nineteen years old, <laughs> twenty years yeah, old. Yeah, and, and I, uh, you know, I don't say things about a lot of other people on this show, but uh, that that kid is, he's a he's a piece of work. Ex- insert expletive here is all I have to say. You know what? You know what? Uh, uh, he's I, a thief. He steals other people's work, and as an artist myself of sorts, I yes. find that very appalling. As a creator of original content, 
to go around and steal other people's stuff. And he basically admitted it. Uh, I think uh, Game Time called him on it uh, on Twitter and said, and he goes, "Well, I don't, I don't steal stuff anymore." And 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 he, you know, I'm creating my own stuff now, which he doesn't really. No, he um, doesn't. Yeah, his his is funny because I think uh, uh, his his original content is uh, his game recaps are, uh, "Hey, I don't think the Blues played as good as they could have tonight." What do you guys think? <laughs> and that's all it is. And then, so and it's then real in-depth stuff. Oh, stuff my though. God. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Wow. This kid's a genius. Whatever. He's a, I, I've said before, I've, I, I mentioned uh, his show on our show last season, I think, and about about how he's just a... He, yeah, he's you one did. Of, he's one you of had the, a disclaimer yeah, at the beginning of the show. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's an awful, awful... Uh, he, I mean... Blues fan, fantastic, you know, great, cheer on the team, rah rah. I get it, I'm all for it. Uh, but uh, he's trying to make himself into something he's not, so it's just kind of weird. And it's well, and it's just that he he's a thief. You know, I you can do whatever you want. If you want to go on Twitter and you support the Blues in any way, hey, good for you, keep doing it. But to steal other people's content that that puts you pretty low on my list. So. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't released he, our podcast out and said, "Oh, look at me yeah. on uh, doing this great show called uh, We Went Blues Radio." You know, he 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 says he gives credit to. He goes, I don't steal stuff. I, you know, he he basically said anything on Twitter is fair game to steal. Um, what he does is he he'll he never used to do this. He he used to just steal stuff and then post it as his own. Um, but now he he's I give credit. I give credit, and he he tags the the owner. Well, that doesn't do any good. Uh, the, 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 he's not linking back to the original content. He's still stealing the, the content, but then uh, linking to the author. But that's not taking them to the author's original post. He's taken all of the likes, all of the retweets, all of the everything for that for that content. And he knows what he's doing. And he's been called out on a million times. He don't care. So it's a, it's a wonder people. Well, he was the one that, that went off of on shit. Korak, right? He was the one it, that I think last year with Korak. He uh, Said something about how Korak's only there because of him or something, and Korak was like, "Who are you?" <laughs> yeah, he, it's, he uh, had didn't he have media credentials for something through KSDK or something? Yeah, so he knew somebody or something me that uh, he probably got him pulled pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so anyway, anyway, what what is a washed up Blues fan? What does that even mean? I don't know. So we used to be good fans he, or not anymore? I mean, he's I mean he's the he's the. Uh, He's the guy. Oh, he steals content. He's the guy who uh, promises giveaways and doesn't give away half the shit that he says he's going to give away. Um, that I mean, that, it, it's a, it's a, it's all a big ploy, and people are falling, falling for it. To, so anyway, I don't want to talk about it too much longer. Yeah, too yeah, much. yeah. We're we already spent way too much time on this kid. So yeah, more Erica Weston talk. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, man. She's. <laughs> Or she's gonna come on next week and, and be like, so let's talk about this PJ kid. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Yeah. yeah, last name Cox. Yeah. No, uh, I'm very excited to have her on. That's that's one of our bigger gets. I mean, obviously we had, I don't know. I mean, we've had some pretty <laughs> solid guests on here, right? Yeah. Um, he's <laughs> he sounds like a D-Gen from Up Country. I saw Thank that. you, Squirrely Dan Dreheim. <laughs> he is a D-Gen from Up Country. You tell Mr. PJ Cox. Can you call a guy Mr. if he's uh, under can't even drink yet? That's kind of a that's got stretch, right? Uh, so uh you, you tell him that uh, the folks at Let's Go Blues Radio think he's a D-Gen from Up Country. He won't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Only if you watch the greatest show on television right now will you get that. 
Um, no, and uh, we've had some big guests on this show, right? I mean, uh, what, we've obviously had Brotherford on a few times, Korak, uh, Jillian Fisher, Bill Day. Bill um, Day, yeah. Bill Day every week. Um, so, yeah, this is this is very exciting. I'm, I'm happy to get Erica on the show and, and get her thoughts on the blues. Tom Calhoun was on a couple times. Tom Calhoun, right? yeah, that's yep. true. So, uh, anyway. Lance uh, from the Drop Podcast. <coughs> Lance has called in and, and, and been a participant a, a few times, yeah. Always some good back and forth with, with, with Lance, yeah. Uh, what, what are you drinking tonight, Jeff? What's your official beer of tonight's episode? Two so, my buddy... My buddy left this uh, in my fridge, and oh yeah, yeah. Austin Lynch says, "Don't forget STL Stanley That's Cup tracker." Right. That's to right. To be honest, that was one of our favorite guests we've ever had. She was a lot of fun to talk to. She was, and she was very good uh, with the mic. Very comfortable. Very yeah. She was a, she was fantastic. We talked about possibly having her on again sometime this season. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll bring her back. But uh, let's get on to the beers of the episode. Uh, mine is something my my buddy is not a big beer fan. He drinks a lot of. Um, Jack and um, other whiskey and that kind of thing. So the only beer he'll really drink is Stiegel Rattler, camera two. Camera I've two. had that. I've, whoop, hang on, whoop, 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 there we go. <laughs> uh, I have never had it before. It was left in my fridge, and I uh, decided to give it a shot. But um, Austin Lynch, favorite guest, but you forgot to mention her. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Natalie. <laughs> stuff, stuff gets <laughs> forgotten. It's, I mean, there's just so many. Yep, there's just so many great shows we've had. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, this is uh, it's it's a grapefruit flavor. Um, I don't know how you would describe. I mean, it's a malt. It's malt beverage. It's carbonated. <clears throat> Orangey. It's not bad. It's okay. It's just it's not really my cup of tea. <clears throat> this is the first time I've had it. Okay. And Winning Unlimited, who, by the way, is our friend Adam Gold, another former guest of the show, Adam Gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, uh, try Stiegel with champagne. I might have to do that. That's interesting. Like a, do you actually mix them together, or do you like, like, you, drink them? like you have a glass of a glass of Stiegel, and then you drop like a shot of champagne in it, or what? Yeah, I'm wondering. It, it, answer me that. Riddle me that. <laughs> what about you, uh, Mr. Price? What are you drinking? I, uh, nothing uh, fancy today. Actually, there was a Bud Light comment um, by Tom Davis, and I do have a Bud Light. It's a Bud Light Orange. Bud Light Orange. That is my uh, my beer for this evening. I don't want to spend too much time on it because yeah, how much can you say about it? <laughs> it tastes like orange. It it really does. It tastes like a lot of oranges, which I enjoy. Uh, Squirrely Dan Dreheim says, Have you had Great Lakes Brewing Company Christmas Ale? Brewed in Cleveland, he says. I'm in Ohio. Not sure if it's just a regional thing or not. I have never heard of that, so I'd imagine, Kurt, have you? I have not. Great Lakes Brewing Company. I have not. Um, I had. Uh, I would love to try some. I had uh, uh, Shiner's uh, Cheer Holiday That's Cheer last week. Yeah. That's big in uh, Dallas. That's where uh, it's made in Texas. And uh, when I was down there, that was on the shelves of every store that wasn't part of the Dry County. What is it? Uh, Jack, vodka, and pink lemonade all together. Yes, I know I'm underage from Austin Lynch. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that sounds <laughs> I pretty good. I never drank when I was 19. Let me sounds tell you. Uh, you got you to gotta get a running start when you hit 21. You can't, you got to hit that's the ground true. running when you're 21. You can't just start like when you're 21. You have to get, uh, build up a tolerance 
<laughs> my favorite was on, on my 21st birthday because I was literally the first one of all of my friends to turn 21. All right, fine. I didn't have any friends. Um, my parents took me out to the casino. And um, they, uh, my dad was like, I want to get you your first beer. And I'm like, he's kidding, right? I mean, he knows. And I, I went up and I downed it super quick. And he's like, wow, I've never seen someone drink their first beer so quick. And I'm like, dad. Come on. You really think this is my first beer? Well, your first legal beer. And I'm like, huh? yeah, this is uh, by far my first beer. <laughs> oh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, uh, December 11th, 2019. So yesterday, though, we have December 10th, uh, 2018, was the anniversary of the Robert Bertuzzo fight with Zach Sanford in practice. Uh, we thought this could easily. Uh, we talked about this on the show last year about how this could easily have been a motivator for the team because they were playing like complete ass um, uh, before this. So uh, it, it was something the team could have needed. It was like a shot in the arm, a wake up call. Um, it helped. I, I mean, I, I, I think I said it, c- it couldn't hurt the team any because <laughs> they were playing like they were. Um, but uh, and. I, we talked about this before the show, Jeff, that, that uh, caught some flack for that, got laughed at for saying that it was, that was uh, uh, trying to spin it into a good thing. Yeah, and, and I remember, I mean, there was a lot of people, um, I, I, I don't want to name names, and I do remember a couple of them, who went on social media and just blasted people like me and you, and I remember uh, Mr. Blue's hat was one of them, and even like Strickland, I think was defending it, and I, you know some some, some pretty notable uh, blues personalities were saying, "Hey, you know, not saying that this is going to jumpstart the team to win a Stanley Cup, which you can make the argument <laughs> it did." Um, they were saying, you know, and and we said the same thing. It's not if, at the very least, it's not going to hurt anything for anyone who's saying that this is going to pull the team apart and it's terrible and one of them's got to be traded and it's clear this team's rock bottom and they're never going to go back up anyone who said that i'm sorry just was wrong and then and we didn't say that on social media we were just saying listen as a hockey player this is the kind of thing that happens in practice you get fired up and and stuff happens i think even cam jansen said this happens sometimes you're in the heat of a moment of a drill you're pissed off because your team's not playing well it's going to happen. And we see it happen probably once or twice a year throughout the NHL. Well, the and there reason- are people that went on, there, I was going to say, there were, some, there were people that went on social media saying, well, if you think this is a good thing or think this isn't anything but a bad thing, you're stupid. And it's just, I'm sorry, you don't understand the intricacies of the game if you think that this is going to tear the team apart. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, it, it it was it was interesting because I I don't know this kind of thing ha- like you said it happens it was on video that was the thing mm-hmm. it was caught on yeah. video so people could see it and uh, Sanford took two or three shots pretty good ones yeah so um, if, it, if the stuff's usually not on video and it's not a big deal it's not talked about because no one can see it but this one was on video so it was kind of a, it was kind of a big deal and blown up so. Um, yeah, it, uh, and uh, I was um, when I saw it, I was like, "There's a lot of frustration in that fight. There's a lot of because uh, the way the team was playing, and uh, uh, I r- really thought that uh, it was a wake up call. I, and it could have been, and uh, you know, because it could have gone either way. It could have wake up call. It could have just gone downhill. You know, you know, we didn't know. 
but uh, luckily um, it was more of a shot in the arm kind of a thing. At least, you know, it appeared to be. I mean, there's so much that went into the craziness that was last year. You know, the coaching change, Binnington coming up, um, Tarasenko playing like himself, Bo Meester playing like himself. It's hard to, to pinpoint any one thing, especially with all these things happening about a month before, within a month uh, before the Blues really started to take off. Um, but, yeah, I mean, anyone who's saying that, that this is terrible and it's going to pull this team apart, I'm sorry. That's just that's not how hockey works because, I mean, you look at – I love the, the pictures of when the Blues won uh, the Cup. Clearly, there's there's one shot, and I know you've seen it, and people probably, I think, were posting it yesterday, where they were all celebrating. You see St- Sanford just kind of standing there watching, and Bortuzzo come up and grab him, and they give each other the biggest hug. And it's just, yeah, yeah. because we forgot about that fight already. Like, well, they that, moved on the next night. They, I mean, chances are they're having a beer uh, that night, or the next day, or the next weekend, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not... It's just a, it's a hockey player's mentality, and I think a lot of people just don't understand that. It just boils down to the mindset of a hockey player. I mean, uh, uh, two guys could be beating the snot out of each other in a fight on the ice, and they'll hang out after the game uh, it, it, uh, during uh, during an actual game. It's just a this the way it works. It's a it's a it's a, it's a, a bond there between um, hockey players. It's unusual, I guess. Yeah, and it's uh, it's funny because uh, to bring up the the ponder tournament that we do every year that we pitch on this show, um, this last year, and, and I know I mentioned it, uh, somebody you know very well, Kevin Ragsdale, got uh, he went after somebody on one of uh, somebody somebody on my team. no, yeah, in a charity tournament, yes, what? And uh, it Ragsdale? was uh, no, it was bad, it was bad. He went after him with a hip check in a roller hockey game in a charity tournament. And then tried to fight him, and it was just, it was this whole thing. And, uh, you know, my mom has watched me play hockey my whole life, and of course, this is the the one time a year where she actually shows up and watches us play. (laughs) After the game, she's talking to my brother, and she's like, I hope those two don't come out of the locker room and fight. Oh my God, I just hope they don't fight. And my brother goes, Mom, look at those two guys sitting right there. Literally, as he says that, my buddy John is sitting there, the guy he went after, and Kevin walks up holding a beer and hands him a beer and they sit there they hug and you see him kind of say like good game good job and it's just you know that's how hockey is we we tempers flare you get off the rink and you just let it go uh jimmy anderson said um in the youtube chat my dad was friends with kelly chase when he was rooming with twister over in clayton you guys remember when uh, Chaser came back and they fought while still living? I do because uh, yes, there was a I joke about too. the rent up in the rent. Yeah, that was that was and uh, uh, when uh, Chase fought Shanahan when Shanny was with the Whalers. I that think right. Yeah, that happened too. That, that was Shanahan had just left or been traded. Anyway. Uh, December 11th, 2018, um, last year, uh, another Robert Bertuzzo uh, memory. He scored an apparent goal off the referee, Tim Peel. The goal was disallowed since a goal can't be scored directly off a ref. Um, John Kelly knew the rule immediately. Not sure there was a more prepared TV broadcaster than John, and that's that's Mr. At STL Blues History's comment. Um, I, there are, there. this is not, in my opinion, this is not a cut and dry thing. 
And I don't I don't know how you feel about this, Jeff, but maybe this will be our like our, our square off fight segment. <laughs> if you're you wrong, Kurt. Oh, really? I'll, we'll see about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I told you. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I hate to disagree with Kelly and STL Blues history, but uh, John Kelly says after this play that you can't score a goal off an official, which according to the rule book isn't entirely correct. You can score after the puck goes off an official if another, plays the, another player plays the puck before it goes in. Uh, so rule 85.4 states that if a goal is scored as a result of being deflected directly into the net off an official, the goal should not be allowed. ScoutingTheRefs.com talks about goals going in off an official, and they have a video of a different situation up as an example. But in the video, the puck goes directly in off an official and not off anyone else before it goes in. And they state after that video, had someone else played the puck after it hit the official, play would continue. So if you watch the replay of Bertuzzo hitting the puck off Peel, Peel's junk, and then uh, uh, past Luongo. Luongo made a play on the puck. He tried to make the save. He touched it, and then it, 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 it kind of bounces in behind him. Technically, by the book, by the way the rule book is worded, I understand the spirit of the rule, and I understand why they called the, the goal back, but by the rule book, the play should have continued because Luongo made a play on the puck, and the goal should have counted. My I don't. I don't remember if it's in the rule book or not, but I do remember the argument against your thought, because I, I actually agreed with you, uh, was that, um, first of all, the, the, the referee is part of the play. Mm-hmm. It's part of the ice surface, same thing. And so, yes, it did hit off Luongo, went in the net, but the rule is that if it hits the goalie, if it just goes in off the goalie, they that's still considered not part of the play like show me it's, that it's just, show me that in the rule book i didn't see it in the rule book but i do remember it. i remember that's what paying and kelly were emphasizing i know they saw everybody bitching about it in social I, media i understand but that that's nowhere in the rules it doesn't say that anywhere i never I, saw that I, I understand that's we complained uh, about this at the time i remember i know because we I said understand. that should have counted i understand that's the interpretation of the rule but that's not the rule um, and I had a conversation with uh, Henson, uh, the uh, McKendry uh, uh, ice hockey head coach on Twitter today about that because I commented on the STL Blues history chat, Twitter chat about how I thought it was a goal. And he made a comment, well, you know, if a high stick happens and, uh, and, the, and, and they used to high stick the puck and the puck goes, deflects off a goal in the goal, that's no goal. And I said, that's true. That's a good point. However, there's specific wording in the rule book for that instance. Uh, on high sticking the puck, so that's I agree with him. But there's also wording in the rule and uh, the, the word uh, the rule book to back that up. There's no wording in the rule book to back up the idea that uh, the goal against the Wong or the producer shot off Tim Peel's junk shouldn't have counted. Um, well, first of all, we've we've uh, we got a comment here about this from uh, crappy goalie. But before we get to that. Um, I do want to uh, – we've, we've kind of passed over a bunch of chatter here. Um, let's see. Uh, Austin Lynch says he's drinking White Claw, which I completely believe. He says he's kidding. <laughs> I've had White Claw. Um, I'm not a fan. My wife loves it. It's such I think a I had drunk the, white girl drink. I got like a blackberry flavor I had. That's what I had. I think it was what I had. I, I did not like it at all. They got, what, blackberry, lime. I don't know. There's a couple yeah, other flavors. It, it's, I mean, it's I, I, when you could have – I just, I mean, if you like it, more power to you. But I, uh, 
or would Darren Kimball say? The fit like it. God love them, you know. But yeah, uh, right. <laughs> God love them, but I'm going to rip you a new one right now. But God yep, love you. Yep. Oh, uh, Winning Unlimited adds. Uh, I keep claws in my Gatorade bottle. Um, and then we got uh, Jimmy Anderson, my dudes. Good to see you back, Jimmy. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, let's see. Jeff needs a hockey fight cancer shirt. Uh, Austin Lynch. You know, speaking of which, this was the first year in a while that I didn't go to the hockey fights cancer night. And uh, last, I went. Okay, I went two years ago and three years ago. Three years ago, I got my mom a shirt, but I didn't get myself one. Two years ago, they didn't have any shirts. All they had were the the hats, and all they had were the um, were the red ones. I can't remember exactly which ones, but my dad had leukemia, so I want the orange ones. And and so I'm like, how do you not have any shirts? So yeah, I, I am yet to get one of those. So I will definitely uh, be doing that soon. Uh, Krabby goalie, I think the touch by Luongo doesn't count because he didn't control it. A puck touching a goalie on the way in is different. But yeah, but Tom doesn't Davis it? It's blown it, call, absolutely. It doesn't say you have to control it though. To to wave it off. Yeah, what say you, crappy goalie? I'm just I and I and yeah. I'm saying that on that rule because I know Henson challenged me on it online, but you know he challenged me with a with something that's actually in the rule book. Um, what I'm saying is that there's no nothing in the rule that says that 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 goal has to uh, you know it's not it doesn't count. Um, got <laughs> a sense. couple. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Squirrely Dan adds uh, black cherry, raspberry, lime, grapefruit, and mango are the flavors for White Claw. He says that's hashtag frat life. <laughs> um, and then uh, Jimmy Anderson asks us, which there's a name for this. What do you guys think about the play when behind the net, guy flips the puck onto his stick, puts it in the air, wraps around the net, and scores? Um, that is an interesting one. Um as as long as the puck stays below the crossbar, that's fine. Yeah, um, that's the Michigan it's, play. It's yeah, and and I'll say that uh, yes, the Michigan. By the way, yes. Um, I I will say in in the NHL, you do whatever you can to score. I am one hundred percent okay with it. Was it Svechnikov that did it a couple weeks ago? Hey, you know what? You got a goal. Good for you. Hundred percent. Do whatever you can to put the puck in the net. When it happens in men's league, that that happened to a game. We were up, we were down six to one, and a guy scored with ten seconds left to make it seven one. He did the Michigan, and he knew right away. Just skate off, don't shake hands, because he was going to get clobbered. You don't do that yeah. kind of stuff in men's league. But yeah, in the NHL, do whatever you can to uh, put the puck in the net. Yeah, and, and crappy goalie is yep. uh, is echoing me. Yeah. Yep. The Michigan is okay depending upon the level of play. Yeah. If you can pull it off with uh, some fantastic players out there, more power to you. But yep. if you're playing, you're playing beer league. Uh, you know. Jimmy Anderson says, "Seems like indoor soccer or some Dwayne Robertson from Mighty Ducks stuff." <laughs> Two uh, minutes for roping. <laughs> Never seen that one before. December 11, 2006, the St. Louis Blues fire Mike Kitchen as head coach and named Andy Murray as the new head coach on December 11th, 2006. Um, the Blues were the NHL worst at the time of the Kitchen firing. Kitchen has got to be one of the worst head coaches that was one of the better assistant coaches. Yeah. Uh, he's, we talked he was, about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he was awful. God, awful head coach. 
Yeah. Um, uh, and then Murray, seems- Murray, I mean, Murray was, I guess he got the Blues back to the playoffs, but um, it was funny when we sat down with Federico that night at uh, at uh, Kirkwood Brew, uh, Kirkwood uh, oh, Brewery. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Kirkwood Station before they closed. Uh, he he had some comments about Murray. <laughs> Nobody that liked stuff. that guy. That yep. was awesome. Um, yeah, you know, he used to assign book reports to his players. Yeah, and slide them under the door. That's He'd sign assignments on the door. Real. Can you imagine <laughs> Alexander Ovechkin after a, a game where he scores a hat trick, going in there, sitting down, okay, go to bed. We got a, you know, uh, got an early flight in the morning. Oh, wait, what's this? Sliding under my door. A book report. Yeah. Insane. And you know, it's, you know, it's a, it's a bad aura on a coach when, when he's, basically banning a color of skate that a player can wear. He wouldn't yeah. let Perron wear white skates. This isn't the NBA out here. It's like, come on. <laughs> coach, the, coach the team. Don't worry about the rest of that stuff. Yep. Uh, December 11, 2006, Al McInnes recorded a natural hat trick in the first period, but the Blues blew a 4 nothing lead versus the Ken Hitchcock and the Dallas Stars in a 5-5 five five tie. Oh, God, the days of ties. Al McInnes is the only Blues <laughs> player to have two natural hat tricks with all three goals in the same period. Um, that's interesting. I, You know what? I said at the time, when there were ties, I would rather have a game the Blues lost in overtime than to have a game finish in a tie because then at least something's decided. I hated watching a game, investing the time and effort, and then nothing's decided. I hated that. You know, it didn't bother me as much as it bothers other people. Is this it's what we're going to argue about? God yeah, damn let's it, do it, Kurt. You're a you're moron. Up. You don't know shit. Yeah. Okay, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the tagline of the show. Okay, PJ. No, I, okay. Okay, PJ. Uh, no, it's uh, it never really bothered me. I mean, I always thought if it's a, a good game and, you know, both teams played hard and you can't decide which one was better, one point's enough. But I get it. I understand why people don't like it. Um what did you say that blew me away last year? Kissing your sister or whatever? You've never kissing heard that your before? Cousin. Yeah, uh, we uh, ties like kissing your sister. Uh, ties like yeah. kiss, kissing your I had sister. I never heard that before. Yeah. Uh, that's you a, blew my that's mind a... when you said that. I'm like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? And you're like, that's a common phrase. <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds like something you hear on Letter Kenny, to be honest. It really does. It's like, it's like it kissing does. your sister. All right. Well, we let off uh, last week's show with uh, the following topic NHL coaches are hitting the fan. Uh, the so the first topic of today's show, NHL coaches are still hitting the fan. Um, I, pff, Dallas Stars head coach Jim Montgomery fired yesterday in a shocking, surprising move. Um, Rick Bonus will, uh, who has served as the assistant uh, coach since 2018, was announced as the interim head coach on Sunday. Uh, Stars GM Dunil uh, got a call about something he called a material act of unprofessionalism by an employee. As of yet, it has not been revealed who made that phone call. On Tuesday morning, he fired Jim Montgomery. So I guess between Sunday and Tuesday, uh, Jim Nill played Columbo and did all kinds of investigating. Columbo. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I can see Jim Nill that's, going that's from office time, to office and making phone calls. Reference. <laughs> timely reference, Kurt. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, the 16-year-old probably not going to do You think Austin Columbo's. is – yeah, I'll say, Austin, have you even heard of Columbo? Uh, a 70s private eye. <laughs> you know, it was this it's TV show. It was popular. I was, I mean, it was on Channel Eleven when I was a kid. <laughs> wow. So I, I've got some. Uh, I, I do have some some inside intel here. I know what got Jim Montgomery uh, fired. Is it is it from the Finnish website? No, 
No, no, no. This this is real. Okay. Uh, so at a team meeting, Jamie Ben, uh, well actually Tyler Sagan, brought in uh, donuts for everybody, and uh, Jamie Ben, the captain of the team, uh, did not get one, and uh, he found out later that Jim Montgomery went back for seconds before Jamie <laughs> got his first. So uh, that that pissed him off. He went into Jim Nill's office and said, "It's me or him." And so, uh, so, and so Nill fired him. So that's that's what was against the value and standards of the Dallas Stars organization. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> you can't go back for seconds before somebody else get there first. Oh, it's not fair. I mean, really, I, I, I I'm I with you. I'm with you, especially with, with you. Don't, you you can't mess up Donut Day. You, you don't screw that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nill said he I conducted. Could imagine? Could you imagine if you were sitting in your office? And you heard there were donuts, and you went up, and there was none left, and you saw some fat little guy in the corner sitting there eating two or three of them. Well, that's like oh, what's I'd, his name I'd on be Office curious. Space, not getting a piece of cake. Yeah. Uh, Nils said that's he someone. Nils said he conducted an internal investigation, spoke with ownership, management, and general counsel, and determined the act was against the value and standards of the Dallas Stars organization. A source within the Dallas Stars uh, Dallas organization said it is very clear this cannot be tolerated, and the organization had no choice but to fire Montgomery. So the stuff's getting ju- the info's getting juicy here. You're like, what the hell did he do? Nil said his decision was not based on on ice performance, and that there was no connection to any past or present Stars players. You're like, okay, that that pretty much removes any uh, any uh, uh, player abuse issues with the Stars. And he yeah. wouldn't go into more detail out of respect for those involved, which is, again, that's another statement. It's like, oh, God, what happened? Out of those involved. And so uh, Neil, so that's almost something embarrassing to somebody. So Neil did say there is, an, there is not an ongoing criminal investigation, so it's not criminal. He also said it had nothing to do with the recent points laid out by the NHL at the annual Board of Governors meeting. A meeting Neil said he didn't attend because he was conducting his internal investigation. <laughs> <laughs> so how does he know? <laughs> I, that's good. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Nil also clarified that the event in question happened a few days before he got the phone call and he wouldn't divulge who made the call. The firing blindsided just about everyone on the team. So with the secret, all the secrecy surrounding this and Nil saying that no current or former players are involved and it has nothing to do with the NHL zero tolerance statements made the day before about coaches abusing players. And there's no, not illegal. It's not illegal in nature. Uh, and no criminal investigations are ongoing. Uh, what the hell did he do? Did he? I mean, we're we're gonna, this is total speculation. We we I mean, there's a Finnish website that uh, said they had inside information that it was alcohol related, something where he I, I don't think they went into detail on that. But there's I mean, then you think it got did he show up drunk off his butt somewhere and embarrass the owner or who? And well, I don't know. Um, was there some level of I was thinking sexual assault at first, but then that's no. Do you think there'd be a criminal investigation then? Well, if it's alcohol related, you would think that Brett Hall would have been fired a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was back in the days when you could do that stuff, and nobody uh, nobody seemed to care. Maybe he masturbated on someone's desk. Maybe that's what he did. Wow, that's that's an interesting. What, what if it comes out as that? I will buy you a year's worth of beer. <laughs> <laughs> that that or maybe he had sex with a secretary. Was that wrong? Pulled a Costanza. Should, should I not have done that? I tell you, I got to plead ignorance <laughs> on this thing because if anyone had said anything to me at all when I first started here, that that sort of thing was frowned upon, you know, because I've worked in offices and I tell you, people do that all the time. <laughs> uh, who knows? I mean, it, it could be he had an affair with somebody in the office or some a high up that affair was or with a player's I read, wife. That, that maybe he had an affair with a player's wife. Which God, the balls insane. on that did. The balls on Montgomery, if he had an affair with a player's wife, 
Who do you think he is? Like Shanahan? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, well, I would think we'd be remiss if we didn't call out Jim Montgomery, former Blue and former Missouri River Otter. Mm-hmm. So uh, crazy to see. I liked him as a coach. I know that what, there was a little bit of what, what number was he here? Don't tell him. Do you know it? Yeah. There's a reason I know it. I'm going to say 19. 12. Oh, that, I was going to say that second because there's a that's, reason I know it would have given it away. That's my number. <laughs> that's Kurt Price's number. Well, Had that yeah. number since I was, was before college. Yeah, I I, uh, I was a fan of his. I think his style bled well into the Stars organization. So seeing this, and especially with the turnaround they had this year, remember they started the year just abysmal, and it was, oh, my God, yep. they're not going to win a game. And uh, then they, they turned it around, and they're playing well. They're they're challenging for a top three spot. Actually, they're in a top three spot right now, if I, last I looked. And to think that – they just had to fire their head coach over something. I mean, it they had- won three in a row. They won three in a row. They're like what five, six, five, three and two, something like that in the last ten. They're they're playing something close to that. They're playing good. So it's not yeah. on ice related. Um, and it's yeah. So it's like total speculation. And so you've got possibilities are you know it's a sexual thing or an affair with somebody that he shouldn't shouldn't have been having an affair with like. A donut uh, Harry, thing. Like the donut thing, of course. <laughs> like like Harry mm-hmm. Carey was suspected, I mean, rumored to be having an affair with Augie Bush's wife. And that's why he was fired from the Is King that Wexburg. rumor or is that fact at this point? Uh, is it fact? Did it, it was, I I've know. always accepted it as fact. I always thought it was like a, I, was, I never thought it was confirmed. I thought it was like a rumor. Huh, maybe. maybe I, right. I, I could be wrong. And uh, Jim, let's see, Jimmy Anderson says, no, Austin Lynch says, what's the level thing? What does that mean? There's that, th- are you seeing that weird bot in there in the YouTube chat? No. I've never seen that before. There's a bot in there. It's called a botiz, Botizamo. You're not seeing that? You just have been, oh. Bot- oh, yeah, you know what that is? It's welcoming people to the chat and do, stuff. Do, do you know what that is? What? You know that new interface I was screwing around with that we were uh, talking uh, about? Maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a plug-in. And I and I thought it was just relevant to that application, but apparently it's assigned to the, the our YouTube account here. Well, there you go. That's funny. Yeah, I've never seen that before. So okay. there you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, oh, I like Tom Davis's suggestion here. The stars coach spoiled the ending of the new Star Wars movie. That's why he was fired. <laughs> Whoo, man! You know what? That is grounds for firing. I, I'm with that. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, was it the uh, which wow the the rise of what was the one the new one that the when that came out where uh, oh the rise uh, of, the rise of Clay Aiken, <laughs> uh, where the Kylo rise Ren, of Skywalker is the new one that no one's, no no uh, but the Return of the Jedi Kylo Ren and uh, Han Solo have their face off uh, oh that's which, um why am I drawing that? a blank on that too I don't know. Episode seven. Um, but anyway, I, it doesn't matter. I was, I was, I was in line to watch this, and somebody in hope. somebody in line said, uh, "I can't believe." Yeah, and they gave the spoiler. I won't say it just in case someone's never seen it. But it's been years. But uh, Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Someone just ga- said someone just yes, said, I, I can't believe uh, this happened. I'm like, "Are you shitting me? You said this in line to, for people as they're going in to see this movie." Have Asshole. you seen? I mean, I'm, you watch Simpsons, right? 
Oh, there's God. a well, not yeah. Not I'll say there's anymore. there's a great one of of Homer and Marge on their first date, and they're walking out of um, Empire Strikes Back, and there's a huge line of people they're walking past, and Homer goes, "Wow, I can't believe Darth Vader is Luke's father." <laughs> yeah, and I everybody's that, yeah. like, "Oh, come on, man, what the <laughs> hell?" Uh, Austin Lynch says have you heard about the rumors about the Blues versus the Wild on the 2021 Winter Classic at Lambeau Field Um, I heard them Jeff I assume you heard them too yeah 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 but but it was I mean I heard the I heard also Blackhawks was more you know more likely to happen which of course why not why not right the Blackhawks again in a Winter Classic an outdoor game (laughs) Um, yeah I uh, I will say that uh a source, I'm going to be that guy, a source that I talked to with the Blues, uh, confirmed, yeah, that he's heard the same thing. Um, but uh, I said he, so we know it's not Eric West. Wh- which same um, thing? The same thing about the Blackhawks or the Blues? That, that, with both. That he, he confirmed, yes, the Blues are, are being basically considered, but it's most likely going to be Chicago. Which is a joke. I mean, yeah. at least... You know, when they were all in all these outdoor games, at least when they were do, uh, uh, when they're doing that, when they, they were they were good. Now, they've been in forty five thousand of them, and they suck. Who I? No, nobody, nobody in the country wants Chicago in that outdoor game. And I'm talking, and and a lot of Chicago fans don't either because they they've never they don't win them, they lose them. And you you see Chicago fans. Oh my, oh my God, not another one. We don't want to do this again. We never win yep. these things. And most of the Hawks fans don't want it either. Who wants this thing? It's crazy. I, I don't get it. They they keep going back to the same. I mean, we, we're seeing this year a little bit of a change, and it's okay, cool. Let's, let's, let's keep that rolling. And, I mean, yeah, maybe Minnesota gets one. That, that's exciting. But why Chicago? Give us – I know that they want it to be a U.S. market, but – Winnipeg is a great rival of theirs. Let's see Minnesota Winnipeg. I think people would enjoy that. Minnesota Dallas. Yeah. I mean that's 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 a why is that not a thing? Um we had some good topics in here in the YouTube chat just being thrown out. And I was like, Jesus, we could do a whole show <laughs> on some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, we could. What do you guys think was the worst PR thing the Blues have dealt with? Mike Danton? I'm like, that's a good one. I mean that's that's it's hard to get much to get much worse uh, than Doug attempted Gilmore murder. Was pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that, it, that wasn't a situation where someone was hiring somebody to get somebody killed. That was yeah. a wrongful it's, I mean, accusation. Was, again, if, if you haven't listened to it, folks, uh, I'm going to plug the show here. Uh, go back to the summer interview series from the summer of 2018. I had Andy Strickland on and, uh, Andy talked about that and how he covered it because it was, it was a national story. Everyone oh, was talking about it. And uh, and he said that, uh, you know, it was weird because he's a hockey reporter sitting in a courtroom covering it like a court reporter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that probably is number one. There's a couple that we could mention here. Crappy goalies is almost moving was probably the worst. But I was that's, again, that that's was not really a one. PR disaster. That's more of a let's keep this quiet and hope we can get another owner in St. Louis. Yeah. But well, uh, although, although, number one. although, you know what? Uh, it wasn't, I don't think it was as big a deal as near as big a deal as it would have been today, but the almost moving thing, the part where they didn't send anybody the draft that year, they locked the doors. Oof. The, the team had like three employees and that was it. 
You know, they had no, they basically barricaded the entire arena. Nobody could come in and they sent no one to the draft. And, uh, and that, if that happened today, that would be a PR nightmare. Oh my goodness. Would, would it be worse imagine. than the Danton thing? I don't know. I mean, but it'd be hard. It'd be probably, it'd be hard to spin. Now for the blues, I guess to really think about it. I mean, they kind of cut ties with Danton right away and we're just like, yeah, he's contracts void. We're done. So for them, it wasn't too bad of a PR nightmare, I guess. They got out of it as quick as they could. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that one today, by today's standards, holy cow, I couldn't imagine dealing with that. Bob Gassoff dying at the uh, the motorcycle accident with a party, who was almost assuredly alcohol was involved. And oh. That, the, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Demetra, although that wasn't uh, – that wasn't blue – I mean – that wasn't he was I mean I talk, I assume he means the locomotive plane crash. Yeah, I can't think of anything else Demetro was involved because in. Because he that's I mean that wasn't really blues related. I mean he played here before, but Why well, I may have missed remember me says I may have missed something, but why are we rotating the HL players through the blues lineup? because <laughs> uh, I think we got so many injuries. Welcome to the stream. Remember me, Bautismo. <laughs> oh yeah, the old tweets from Bennington. And, oh, uh, was our friend's name Paul? Paul, what was that idiot's name that dug those up? Oh, Gackle. Made fun of that Gackle. guy, Gackle. Gackle. Yes, Paul Gackle. Yeah, the he guy was a- who was he shot by a hooker at a restaurant yeah. or something? Stab- stabbed, wasn't he? Stabbed. stabbed? Yeah, stabbed. <laughs> stabbed by a hooker. That he paid yeah, for. Yeah, trying to trying to come out against somebody, what and a, he's been stabbed by a hooker at a restaurant. Yeah, real a, smart move, buddy. Derp, derp. Uh, so so there's the uh, uh, the stars have their thing going on, and uh, now the sharks tonight, just right before the show started, uh, DeBoer fired uh, a couple hours ago, a few hours ago, I guess. Um, so, and I I I. Teal Town, our friends over at the San Jose uh, podcast, Teal Town USA, they uh, went on the air pretty soon after this happened, and uh, they're talking about it. And I, I sent them a message in the YouTube chat because they do this show very similar to ours. And uh, I said, "Yeah, it's refreshing to see a coach fired for actual hockey-related reasons." <clears throat> and so they talked about that for a while. I can't talk. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> well. That, that was something I said right away. Was you know. It, it's so weird now I, the 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 rash of firings we've seen that you're looking for it to say okay this was hockey related or this was a hockey decision and uh seeing it uh seeing that in the tweets is is just kind of funny our friend uh art uh, art lippo had tweeted out that uh you know he he's just like it's weird that we have to mention that now you know whenever know. A coach gets fired yep it is weird it's it's strange cuz before it was, well, yeah, they're, you know, off to a bad start or, you know, they're not, you know, it's clear that he's doing this incorrectly. And they, you know, like the Ron Hextall firing with the GM, you know, that he had a different view than the owner had. And, you know, what's funny it, is that when stuff's you, you, usually pretty clear. But this one, it's like it, now it's like, OK, what was he fired for? It, it might not be hockey related. Well, when you sent me the message, I was like and you said that uh, DeBoer was fired. I read it as it's not hockey related. 
Yep. And I'm like, are you shitting me? Another one? Yeah, another one. Yep. <laughs> I misread it. And I was like, oh, okay, it is hockey related. Yeah, well, I, I, the only reason I knew right away that it wasn't was uh, I think it was uh, The Athletic. I, I get a, a tweet update or a, a messages, uh, push notifications from The Athletic. And it said, it, it, the actual push notification said, Peter DeBoer fired by the San Jose Sharks for hockey reasons, in quotes. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> so, at least I know he didn't do well, anything illegal. The speculation is going to be, right? It's, yeah. it's not. That's that's why they had to clarify that right away. Um, so no sex sandal, no no abusive players, no rumored alcohol abuse. Uh, so a slow start for San Jose to the season. Um, they're 15, 16, and 2, uh, 32 points, lost three in a row, 4, 5, and 1 in the last 10. They're four spots out of the second wild card, uh, which is uh, five points. So, yeah, there's they, plenty uh, of time for them to turn it around. It's but five points. It's five points. But, but they got to leapfrog over what three, four teams. So yeah, but I mean, you look at uh, well, what what uh, Lance Descott said of the puck podcast or the puck podcast, the drop podcast, uh, responded to me, and you know he brought up that yeah. <laughs> It's not really his fault when you've got a group of aging veterans that they keep bringing back, you know, holding on to, to bring back Marlowe and you got Thornton and signing Carlson to a ridiculous contract. They don't, most Sharks yeah, fans would tell you they don't have a goalie. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of it's on the GM, but I think at the same time, we pointed out a lot of mistakes DeBoer made in the playoffs last year. Um, it was that game five? Eric Carlson seriously looked like. He had probably should should have been in in two casts, and he was out there skating. Um, before before that, even like a broken man. The way he handled uh, hand pass skate uh, yeah. was was awful. I mean, the, the, and Barube took him to school on how to handle that. Um, yes, he did. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, well, uh, DeBoer didn't really have to handle hand pass skate uh, after the the way Barube handled hand pass skate is the way DeBoer should have handled some of the questionable hits that they received later in the series. So they didn't, they handled that very poorly. Uh, the, the Petrangelo one, especially. So on, yeah, uh, Pavelski. he was not, uh, yeah, he was, he was not just whined. He whined a lot. And, um, I remember when he was in Jersey, people in Jersey, when they were calling for his head, were saying, God, all this guy does is whine to the media. So seems like he brought that to San Jose. And I think people just probably got tired of hearing it. Uh, we uh, talked <clears throat> a little bit about the athletic uh, uh, report of the Minnesota Wild or their front runner to host the 2021 Winter Classic at Target Field, home of the Twins. If the Wild get the Classic, ESPN has learned the Blackhawks, Blues, Avalanche, and Jets are in the mix as potential opponents. So, but I think, like we just talked about, that the Blackhawks are the front runners. Yeah, I think it's pretty much going to happen. Even though, literally, almost no one wants them in the game, <laughs> fan wise. Yeah. Uh, Petrangelo and uh, Maple Leaf rumors um, via trade or free agency. Uh, heard more about it recently uh, for some reason. I don't know if it's just because the Blues are playing the Maple Leafs a couple times over the past uh, week and a half, whatever it is. Uh, they, uh, and Maple Leafs fans are like, oh, there's a good player. He wants to play here. And they just, you know. Well, I mean, I'll tell you that uh, there's as much stock put into this that Steven Stamkos is going to be with the Maple Leafs soon. Uh, let's see. Kyle Connor will be with the Maple Leafs. Uh, Patrick Laine is going to be with the Maple Leafs. Every time there's a player that's up for free agency, a restricted free agent, an unrestricted free agent, 
whatever it is, if he's a decent player, the rumors are coming out of Toronto that that player wants to play for Toronto. Now, Petrangelo has said, you know, it's his hometown team. He would love to play there. But he said that a long time ago, before he won a cup here, before he was named captain. I mean, he. I'm not saying he's going to take a, a hometown discount or anything like that, but I think his priority right now is to stay in St. Louis. And, yeah, maybe if the yeah. summer hits or if the Blues decide to move him before the, the, uh, the trade deadline, maybe Toronto comes calling, but I would... I wouldn't I, put any stock into any of these rumors. Right no, now. no. I, and I, to be honest, um, if not while we're a cup contender, there's no way you don't move your no captain and, and one of your best players. If you're a cup contender, that's not going to happen. You, if anything, you, you hold on to him. If you can't sign him, then he walks. That that happens. Um, it's unfortunate, but I mean, if you're a cup contender, you just can't move one of your best players unless the return you get is something stellar. And I don't. I don't know if that's gonna. I mean, and how it, can Toronto afford him? They would have to move a Marner that, or a Matthews to yeah. get him, and a three-way trade maybe because we can't take on a lot of salary no. either. Uh, if we if we fall off the table, uh, you know, and 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 fall out of the race even, or maybe in a wild card spot um, by near the trade deadline, then it, a trade becomes you know okay. I mean that that makes sense then at least in that respect where. The Blues aren't uh, necessarily cup contenders, so they'd move a guy that uh, they might not be able to resign. That is quite possible, but mm. I don't know. I, I Right now, I don't see it at all. I, as a trade, uh, no, I, I, if anything, if he goes to Toronto, it's going to be in free agency. They wouldn't trade him. I don't. I can't. See oh, I that. agree. I I don't see them trading him at all unless they completely no. bought him out. Yep. Which I don't see them doing, even with this three-game skid we've seen. I, I don't see them bottoming out. At worst, I think we'll see them play 500 hockey the rest of the season. Um, Since uh, whooping Chicago 4 nothing last week, the Blues went 0-3 and losing to uh, in at Pittsburgh, at home against Toronto, and then at Buffalo. Um, I, you know, the the game against Pittsburgh, uh, Bennington versus Jari uh, in net, uh, Bennington stopped 30 of 33. The Pittsburgh threw at him. Uh, Jari stopped all 28 shots and went his way, including eight shots from the loose power play. Jari was good in this game. Um, I, uh, you know, I didn't want to touch on a game as a couple games old, but, uh, um, you know, first goal, uh, Bluger, Shen doesn't uh, tie up his man in front of Bennington, uh, lets him stand there three foot away, and a perfect, perfect redirect on a, on a waist, waist high uh, or a belly shot by uh, uh, from the point. Um, not much Bennington could do on that one. Uh, when guys are left to stand all alone in front. Um, second goal I had an issue with. I thought Falk looked awful on this. I don't remember this goal, Jeff. Falk gets the puck in the corner and just and he just stands there, forgets there's a guy behind him. Yes, yes, uh, yes. And he just he just like he's just standing still, like he's all alone by himself in the corner. And, that and was the weirdest. Th- it's like he forgot. Like his controller went dead. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah, right. it's it's like he forgot he was playing hockey. Like he looked up, was like, "What? What was I doing?" Yeah. And they stole the puck, and uh, they've scored five, six seconds later, whatever it was, um, on a play where he decided not to cover his man in front, who was in yeah. the low slot, prime scoring area behind him. Um, awful shift for Falk. And I've said this a number of times. I mean, and he's. He, Every once in a while, you see that little glimmer of uh, of uh, nice play out of him. Think, okay, this is this is that's the kind of plays you want to see out of him. Not near enough out of him. No. I don't think. Not even close. Not He's got to be contract, way better. Sorry. 
He's and and uh, kind of that loophole with his contract about making him uh, available for the draft. Um, Seattle, <laughs> that they could. At this do. point, does Seattle take him? I. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I. Well, they will have to get work the out. Floor. We'll we'll see where we'll see where this goes. You know, this season, but you know, you got to figure that part of um, part of what you could do is say, okay, you know, you guys, uh, tell you what, we're gonna leave. I don't know. Pareko, Braden Shen, unprotected. Don't take them. Take Falk. We'll give you a first round pick. You can yeah. work out a deal like that, but we'll see. I don't know. I, yeah, I, and I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that if he continues to play like this, it might be in the Blues' interest to expose him when that time comes. That's a ways off yet. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we got a ways to go. So. Oh, and then uh, Galchenyuk, Galchenyuk um, their third goal, uh, breakaway late in the third and a giveaway by Bozak high in the offensive zone. Uh, last man back mentality, to be honest, that uh, he didn't, uh, you don't dick around with it at the point and try to uh, beat guys one-on-one high. So, uh, yeah, 3 nothing, Stinker, offensively. Uh, against Toronto, 5-2, to two, Blues lost. Uh, Bennington versus Anderson. Uh, five goal, five goals scored in the first thirteen minutes of this game, which I th- not a good game for Bennington. Um, I'm gonna no. Um, I I didn't like the first two goals on him. The third uh, against, which was Hyman's goal, was one of the laziest plays I've seen by the Blues in a long time. They've had a Lot, couple of those. Lots of standing around, throwing the puck uh, blindly around their blue line. It's intercepted, and they come in two on zero. I mean, I, that play, I was like, "What the hell just happened?" It's like Shen was just straddled the blue line, like he thought play was stopped even because he wasn't even moving. He was like straddled the blue line, just standing there. Uh, Petrangelo's against the boards, not moving, and uh, who gave it away? Perron or Bozak? He goes uh, Perron, I want to say. But okay, it was terrible, awful giveaway, and then they, did, they come in a score on a two on zero, which is like a gimme. Um, yeah, that was bad. Uh, Spezza got the fourth goal for Toronto on a power play, screen in front off Bennington and in. I mean, hard to tell if it's on Bennington or not, but that was and that was it for him. Which I thought they left him in one goal too long. I thought three goals in that short a time span to start the game. I agree. I thought, I thought get him out. I I I, 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 I I do see what Ruby's doing. I think he's trying to to okay work out of this. You know, don't let this ruin your night. Get yourself out of the slump. Come out big and and have a good end of the game. And then the last goal went in and it just said. Yeah, it's not your night. I you mean, know, I they, was thinking. I agree with you. They should have pulled him before. I was thinking that he's I, I, he's got a situation here because he's got Bennington playing at home, and Bennington's not playing very well. And do you bring Allen into a home game? Yeah, <laughs> I thought, is he going to do it? And then he doesn't take him out for the third goal, and the fourth goal happens. I'm like, you got to take him out. You can't leave him in. It's just one of those nights. Um, yep. and four goals on eight shots. Um. And like I said, I, I thought he should have been pulled after the third goal. Um, not that it would have made a difference in the game, probably maybe not, but still, I it was. I mean, was there's done. a chance, but I agree. Yeah, I sure, for his sake, and just because you know Allen's played well enough, it's not like you're throwing it, out, I don't know, Greg Millen or Vincent Riendo. I mean, you're putting out there a quality goalie who's played well lately. Yeah, and but not at home, bit, which is the thing. And we well, that's what I'm saying. We've talked about. How he needs to start getting into some home games, get him in there a little earlier. Maybe it I builds got, his confidence at home. I got kind of like not attacked, but like uh, ridiculed for 
on Twitter the other day, last week or whatever it was, saying that uh, at some point the Blues are going to try and get him into a home game. When's that going to be? And we talked about it on the show. They and, have to. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to, I mean, he's got to play at home eventually. And I said, well, I speculated, when's that going to be? At what point in the schedule do you start him at home? And uh, people were like, oh, you don't, don't, don't fix what's not, what's not broken. You know, you play him on the road. And I'm like, I, okay, but what if Bennington has a crap game and you have to get him in? I don't know. And, and I, Alan played well. He came in and played fine. Uh, gave up a power play goal midway through the second to Matthews, uh, his second goal of the game. Um, and that was it. Um, I didn't, uh, you know, Braun added his 12th of the season early in the third. And then everyone is hoping for this uh, Wednesday night wonder part two, right? The comeback against mm-hmm. Toronto uh, when it was five to uh, uh, five to two. and But no, it didn't happen. Um, Anderson played well. Bennington did not. <laughs> no. And, uh, you know, we've talked about it. You're going to get games like that where your goalie's yep. just not top-notch. Your scoring's Thankfully, not coming in at a great time, and it's going to happen. Uh, it's just a shame it had to happen on home ice with all yeah. these away games that we're seeing in a row. Thankfully and, uh, that thankfully that uh, it doesn't happen that often with Bennington, that kind of thing. So No, and that's, that's, and that's the difference between, I hate to, to make this comment, because Jake's playing so well. That's why he's been anointed the starter. Yes. Because he and, doesn't have games like that all the time. And and I knew this was gonna happen because you go on you go on social media after and I should really stay off social media after a game like this because you know what you're gonna 100%, see. One hundred percent, sir. You're gonna you <laughs> you're gonna see uh oh boy, if Jake Allen wasn't there for this, he'd be getting ripped a new one left and right and you people are giving Bennington a pass. I'm like, do you people, do you morons not understand anything? Uh, about this situation. Um, Allen uh, gets the criticism. Now, he's played well this year, and we've said that, and I'm happy for him. I love it. Uh, he's playing well when he's been played. But the reason why Allen in the past has been ridiculed relentlessly uh, over games like this that Bennington had, that Allen has had a lot of, is that he's had a lot of them. And, uh, and he's had Two months straight of them. Crap like that. Worst numbers in the NHL over a two-month span kind of performance. And this, it's kind of up and down, up and down. And he always dips back into this this shitty cycle. And this is over years. His entire career here, basically. And that's yeah. why he gets ripped, because fans are tired of that cycle. It's like, God damn it, Alan. That's why, and Bennington has not had that. He just mm-hmm. won us a cup. He's been one of the best goalies in the NHL since he took over. Last year, well, I mean, yeah, I heard I heard an interview with Chris Kerber today, and they asked him who's representing the Blues in the All Star Game right now. If the All Star Game took took place this weekend, and uh, you know he he listed you know Pareko, Petrangelo, or guys that, that would get some looks, uh, you know uh, Shen and uh, Perron as well. But he also said you got to look at Jordan Bennington. I mean, you know he, he mentioned Jake Allen, but he's like the problem is he's played ten less games than Bennington, and Bennington, his numbers are fantastic. He's looked great for the most part, except for the Toronto game, and there was a couple games there early in the season. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's played at a very high-caliber level for the most of the season. Yeah, and the game against Pittsburgh, I don't, I didn't really have any issues with, with Bennington's play that I much. I thought he was, was okay. Yeah, there was. I mean, I, I didn't, yeah, it wasn't a big deal. I, I didn't think he was a problem. He was yeah. all right. Um, uh, and then we... Uh, played uh, Buffalo last night, which was... Well, we got uh, a couple comments here I want to go ahead and read before we get to that. Uh, Slow starts, no forecheck, terrible individual plays, very concerning. That's from Tom Davis. Uh, Crappy Goalie says, I've been a Falk apologist this year, but it's getting really hard to defend him. 
Uh, that's how I was feeling about Zach Sanford for a while, so I'm with you there, crappy. Um, Austin asks, are any of us going to the game on Saturday? I don't believe Bill is. Kurt, are you? No, I have uh, I have the plans on Saturday night. I, I and yeah. it's and I'm I'm I don't know how I'm gonna work this because I, it's Blues Blackhawks. So yeah. and yeah, I know it's not a rivalry anymore. I don't give a shit. It's still Blues Blackhawks to me. Right. So I I, I it's I'm gonna try and uh, I'm gonna DVR it like I always do, and I'm gonna try not to hear the score or whatever. So we'll yeah, we got an ugly out. sweater party we're going to. So but it's at a, a hockey friend's house. So I'd imagine the game will be on, but. Uh, Obviously, it's hard to pay full attention to the game, but although it is, there was a lot of hockey guys that go, and I think last year it was the same thing. There was a Blues game. I want to say they were in Toronto, and um, we, uh, I mean, half the party was down in the basement just quietly watching the Blues game, and my buddy walks down. He's like, well, this is quite the party, guys, and I'm like, well, don't have it on the night the Blues play. <laughs> I was at uh, Four Hands the other night for uh, when they played Tampa Bay and beat them. And that uh, that barn burner of a game, so that was, and I, I was I mean I I didn't uh, plan I didn't plan on watching the game, but it was on upstairs at forehand, so I I ended up watching most of it up there, so in like in the background, which was fine. Uh, I also want to add uh, that uh, my mother is watching, and hmm. uh, she says Wayne Gretzky was the worst PR. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, it was hard to spin. You that. know what? I will agree with her, but I think Mike Danton was worse. Yeah, anytime you got a guy who's hired somebody to kill somebody else, uh, that's it's that's just got to be no up. topping <laughs> that. <laughs> that's really hard. I mean, all the other uh, scandals and 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 bad PR they had. I mean, no one was gonna die over it. So yep. Yeah, and uh, she also says thanks for bringing me up. Still think it was stupid fighting in a charity game. Uh, Mom, I don't think anyone's gonna argue with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, heat of the moment type of stuff, I guess. And you yep. get the right guys together and in the wrong situation, and you get what you get. Yep. Uh, so last night against Buffalo, uh, Allen versus uh, Olmark, uh, Kairou and Pagansky get the call up from San Antonio for this game. Uh, Kairou played in 16 games last year with the Blues. I thought it was funny on uh, ESPN Radio ye- or yes, or yesterday during the day. Uh, they uh, they were talking uh, during the day about uh, the call up and about how you know they, oh well here's what you can expect Blues fans from Kyrie I'm like I'm gonna raise my hand uh, he played 16 games last year here so we kind of we've seen him before I mean so yeah I, I but it, it was funny because they acted like he hadn't played her ever <laughs> and yep. uh, but he had but anyway um, uh, he played a whopping. Let's, let's- I was gonna say, let's talk about Kairu. Uh, yeah, you, no, he played like f- he, he played 15, 15 13. Yeah, and that's uh, great. Pagansky, yeah, that's that's a way. I I was hoping for twelve, Baru- thirteen. I think it was Barubi that said they 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 want to give him a chance this time Good. up because they need him. And Good. And here's he got a lot of chances last night. Here's the deal though with Costin. Costin's first game up, he played about twelve or thirteen minutes, uh, and then his his uh, ice time was dropped significantly. He played like seven minutes, eight minutes, nine minutes after that. Um, so we'll see how much Kairu plays over the next however long he's you know dressed. I thought it, Kairu looked very comfortable last night. I did too. I he did had too. that I, chance early on. Oh, um, in the slot. That was a great chance too. Yeah. All alone. All the time in the world. Yep. All alone. I thought, oh, here he is. He's going to bury it here. And That's he almost tough. did. 
That's tough, though. I mean, the goalie is, I mean, you're not in tight and you're in the slot and you're, you're, not, you're a slap shot and the goalie's got the angle on you. It, it's tough to beat him right there. That's tough to right. beat an NHL goalie from there. Still still a good chance for a kid his age to, to be oh. where he needed to be um, and to still get that chance off. Good for him. And I thought he played well. I mean, there was a couple of times where he circled the net, circled the wagons real well and, uh, you know, kind of let his line mates get open. And uh, I thought... Uh, he was smart with passes back to the point. Um, I thought his back checking was great. I think he did a lot of right things last night. And um, I don't want to dog Costin at all. I think Costin played fine his first game. But it's obvious to me, even in just 16 games last year, I think Kairou was a little more prepared for the NHL ice than Costin was. I thought he looked so good in his first game. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, it's warranted that Costin's minutes went down with every game that he played in. Um, but I see just from an understanding of NHL coaches why they did. Um, I feel like with the way Kairou played last night, if anything, give him more minutes. I think he looked so good last night. There's a comment in the YouTube chat. Uh, Tom Davis says, where's the best place in town to watch a game? And Austin Lynch says, the post in Fenton. I, I, there's more than one post, right? Yeah, post. I've never been to the one in Fenton, but uh, there's uh, one in uh, off Olive Olive yeah. and 270 that yeah. is a great spot to watch. I've been to that one, and like the, I guess they're they're the same, but it, lots of TVs. And uh, when I was there a couple weeks ago to watch the game, uh, uh, the they the Blues game was on, and they they played the Blues game on the speakers in the entire place. And ninety uh, percent of the TVs were on the Blues game. This was a Monday night football too, so there was Monday footballs on TV. Uh, real nice place to watch a game, and the beer there was like a, a beer special, uh, which was good. So yeah, lots of lots of beer, lots of food, and uh, a lot of, I, I'll second that. The post is a great place to watch. Best place? Uh, I don't know if it's the best place, but it's, it's really good. It's up there. Uh, yeah. Austin Lynch adds the loaded tater tots, which one hundred percent, sir. Those are fantastic. If you've never crappy, had those, crappy, crappy adds says center ice brewery, brewery. which yep. and it's hard. That's hard to beat too. Crappy Goalie's a friend of both of ours, and uh, we've got a little event coming up that we're going to be at Center Ice Brewery um, with about 15 to 20 guys who play on our hockey team. So, uh, yeah, it's a great spot to catch a game. It's in Midtown, right next to Pappy's. Great, great spot to catch a game. Uh, yeah, and uh, Tom Davis has lots of fans. Uh, when I was there on a Monday night, there was a lot of people there watching. And yeah. uh, Center Ice uh, has uh, on home games – it's interesting. Center Ice is packed in home games, and then they have a shuttle that goes. If you're not familiar with Center Ice Brewery, Tom, uh, they the, one of the, like the 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 cherry on top for Center Ice is that they have a shuttle that goes from the brewery to a free shuttle from the brewery to the game. So if you have tickets, go to Center Ice Brewery early, get a beer or two, and then jump on the free shuttle. You sign up for a shuttle, jump on the free shuttle, get go to the game. Don't have to pay to park, obviously, and then you take the shuttle back. You can have another beer or two and go home. And free parking at Center Ice. So you can save like $20, $25 uh, or wherever you park. So that's the uh, way to go. Yeah, we've we've uh, been there many times. We enjoy it. And uh, we've talked even about doing a, a podcast there. So that's something we need to continue to talk about. I know Steve is very open to it, the owner yep. of uh, Center Ice Brewery. Great guy. If you're ever there and you meet a guy named Steve, that is the owner. He's uh Fantastic fellow. He's a friend of the show, been on a couple times, and uh, love what he does with uh, Center Ice Brewery there. Colorado, uh, Philadelphia and Colorado game. Uh, if Colorado wins this game, the Blues fall to second in the division, and they're up 2 nothing on Philly. Uh, just the third period just started. 
So I'm turn go. that on right now. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, Boganski played five, almost six minutes. Uh, I, you know, uh, didn't, I mean, didn't notice him a whole lot. He wasn't out there much, but, um, when I did see him out there, he didn't look out of place. I was, uh, I was not, I think he had a turnover at one point that I looked to see in the stats and they didn't credit him with a turnover, but I thought he had one. Um, I thought he was fine. There was one pass I remember he made that was a little off to the point and, uh, caused the puck to leave the zone, mm. but that's, I mean, that kind of stuff is constant. You're going to see that with every player. It's just I was looking for him. I was looking for Pagansky when he was out there, and I said, okay, I'm going to watch him even when he doesn't have the puck to see where he goes, what he does, how comfortable he looks on this line. And, I, I you know, I think he's fine. Um, he was okay. You know, again, you know, it's a very, very small sample size. His first yeah. game, he's not really expected to be a Costin or a Kairou. He'll, um, no. I'd He'll say get... he's more of he's more of a McKechn type call up, where it's hey we just want a, a body who can hit, possibly chip in offensively in the bottom six, and uh, you know he was fine last night. I, I'd like to see him get he, an, another shot. He, I mean, and uh, with some players coming back soon, uh, he'll he'll be the first person to go back yeah, down. But yeah, but that's good to get his feet wet. He got the old uh, stole his helmet. And let him do a lap by himself uh, when they took the ice. Yep. Since his first game. Good stuff. The old veteran move. Uh, the Blues hit three posts in this game. Uh, in one period, actually. Uh, it was the second, I think? Second period? Uh, this game was weird. Uh, Blues uh, just couldn't seem to get going. They had a... It seemed like they'd have some they'd have some stuff going, and then they, 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 they couldn't finish a play. Um, and that seemed to be kind of constant. Um, lots of 50-50 plays they'd lose. Uh, first goal goes off Perron skating by Allen. That was a bad luck, fluky goal. Uh, not on Allen whatsoever. Um, just bad luck. Um, Brower got his first of the goal of the season and a nice centering pass from Barbashev. Not a good goal to give up by Ulmark. Um, I don't think. Near post, uh, wasn't on his post. Uh, good but, play by Barbashev, though. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, get the puck in front, uh, right on, uh, Brower's tape and he, he buried it. He's so, on Fire. What does he got? Like seven points in seven games or something like that? He's been good. And he yeah. I, I think he's been better than I thought he was gonna be. So that's I again I'll go back to I was at I covered the draft that uh him and, and Fabry were picked. And uh that was the draft that they had the draft pick thirty third overall. It was the second round from Edmonton in the Perron trade. <coughs> and uh yeah, I I was saying take Take Barbashev there. I I want to see what Barbashev can do. And then they took Fabry at uh, no no it was uh, because they had like the twenty second pick, and they took Fabry, and I'm like, eh, Barbashev's not going to last, and he did. And I was happy. Well, they got both guys. Uh, and I even said then I think Barbashev is going to be a better player for this team than Fabry. So I'm basically just patting myself <laughs> on the back here because uh, yeah I, I'm a big fan of Barbashev. I think he has a great game. Uh, I love the way that he can go anywhere in the lineup. I, I really feel like you could put him on the first line and he would look comfortable. Um, not saying he would be a dynamic 90-point scorer, but, I mean, how many times have we seen this team, you know, in the past say, ah, oh, let's just try this fourth-line guy on the, the first line just to see how he does. I feel like with Barbashev, that could actually be warranted. Well, he's he's more talented than a lot of guys in the past that we've kind of 
tilted her head and said, what? Why? He's much more offensive-minded than guys in the past. Um, Johan Larson uh, scored his fourth of the season and Buffalo's second of the game with less than 10 seconds to go in the second. This one hurt. Uh, point shot off the backboards, and it's uh, put back on the far side by Larson, who was hanging around down there in the corner, uh, almost cherry-picking of sorts, uh, away from the play. Um, that one that one hurt. Uh, even though Petrangelo scores... Uh, early in the third to tie it up. His 100th career goal, finally, Shen didn't take one away from him. Uh, Schwartz. Uh, Schwartz, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Bozak throws the puck up the boards out of the blue zone. It gets by a Sabres player, and Perron takes it to the blue line. Uh, dances around a sliding defender to create a short-lived three-on-one, and then uh, does real well to disguise, uh, uh, make it look like he's going to shoot, and then uh, a little pass uh, to uh, Petrangelo from hash mark to hash mark. Uh now what six eight Perron's feet apart. game. I mean, again, we say it every week. It's it's ridiculous some of the yeah. stuff he's able to do right now. He's he is I, just I, on another level. I think I think what we're seeing from Perron last season and this season um, are what we hoped he would become when he first came up as far as his skill level. Because I always thought he had amazing hands when he first came up with the Blues. Uh, I think I even said he had the best hands on the team. Just uh, he just was young, you know. Yep. Uh, but uh, he's been just, yeah. And I, to be honest, he has not taken as many bad penalties as uh, he has in the past. So that's a plus. Um, yeah, he has. And he's just he's just looked so much more comfortable. And I, I know I've used that word a lot in this show, but I just feel like when he came back last year, there was some comfort issues. And I feel like he is... Uh, He's he's just he's fit in really well in his second year back with yeah, the Blues. He's a fantastic supporting player. Hell, he leads the team in points, mm-hmm. so he's been more than a supporting player this season. He's not a supporting player anymore. And no longer. Um, let's mm-hmm. see. Austin Lynch says, good night, Kurt and Jeff. i got to go study for finals. I'm going to listen to the show, but I won't be commenting. Good luck on your finals, sir. Yeah, good luck, sir. Appreciate uh, you tuning in. Uh, Barbashev definitely exceeding ex- expectations due to be injured soon, says Tom Davis. <laughs> uh, yes, shut of up. course. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, uh now uh petrangelo is second all-time in goals by blues defenseman only trails al mckinnis now who is at 127 mckinnis did that in 10 years though with the blues petrangelo is currently in his 12th season as a blue uh yep yeah, and then uh, jack eichel puts the sabers back up three to two not long after petrangelo's goal as dunn lets him walk all in front I hated this goal. This goal was a lack of communication, a lack of defensive zone awareness by Dunn. I think Shen was in the slot too. Nobody went to Eichel as he came out. Dunn skated away from him to cover somebody else, and Petrangelo's got a guy on the back door. So it's like, what the hell's going on? And they, Eichel just walks in front of you. It's fucking Jack Eichel. What are you doing? So, and he scores, obviously. Um, and then... Uh, yeah... I was I was not happy with that goal. Um, I seem to be having some connection issues here. Can you still hear me? I can hear you fine. You're a little blurry. Kurt, still mm-hmm. there? I'm here. I can I can hear you. I can hear you. I can. Well, still there? you're. I'm a type. I can hear you. If you can't hear me, you need to re re uh, reconnect. I can I can hear you the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. I can hear you. Oh, this is this is fun. This is so much fun. Reconnect. There you go. Reconnect, Jeff. Um, 
I could hear you the whole time. <laughs> I'm gonna keep talking. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, so I'm I'm I think I'm good. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? All right. Yes. Yes. Hey, everybody. Sorry about that. We had some <laughs> weird connection issues there. Uh, everyone's probably hearing me going. Why is he acting like nobody can hear him? I can hear um, you just fine. So I want to say on, on this goal, uh, I was lagging like crazy. I just heard you going it. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, your, your picture um, got really anyway. blurry. You must have had some kind of somebody's downloading porn in your neighborhood. Uh well, it's probably H me. HD porn. SHD um, that that does kill the bandwidth. Let me tell you. Uh so no, it, that that goal. Uh, we've talked about it before. Bad defensive coverage. I remember Bill and I just losing our minds over Robbie Fabry last year against Ottawa. Yeah, it's inserted in the lineup. And then makes a horrible play, and they end up uh, the Senators ended up scoring in that terrible game where the Blues should have beat them because it's the Senators. And uh, yeah, I mean, just this is one of those plays where you see Eichel behind the net, and I'll say Vince Dunn, that was not uh, he was not in the right position. We've seen Vince Dunn. He skated away. Yeah, but I still say Rob Thomas, Robert Thomas. I know Thomas was thinking Dunn's going to go to this guy because he's Dunn's guy. But Thomas skates away, too. Was and Thomas in the slot or was that Shen? Was it Thomas? That was Thomas. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Thomas yeah, Thomas, Thomas completely skated away from him. Eichel sees that, and I, let's face it, Eichel's one hell of a hockey player. He looks up and sees that and says, well, shit, I'll just skate right towards the front of the net until yeah. they come at me. And why Nobody wouldn't he? ever came at him. And why wouldn't he? Nobody ever came at him. And he just... Came right in, took a good shot on Allen, and beat him. I mean, you that's, know, that's not. And this is this is where I I got some people that kind of got mad at me on Twitter because I said, yeah, go ahead and bench Robert Thomas. I and and I say that, and I'll I'll back this up by saying, this is why I'm not an NHL coach, because if that's Alex Petrangelo, if that's Vladimir Tarasenko, if that's Alexander Ovechkin, and he pulls that crap, I'm benching him. I don't care who the hell you are. You let a skull scorer like Jack Eichel walk right in front like that, you don't deserve to be on the on the same ice as him. See, I, I would I would say uh, I'd be fi- I I agree with you, but to this degree, um, bench him for like two or three shifts and then put him back out there. Cut I'd his be time fine with that too. Bit. I, I wouldn't yeah. say bench the rest of the game or bench the whole period. I'd say two or three shifts. You're 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 getting passed over, and we're changing lines up, and you're sitting, and he'll get the message. It, it won't take much. Uh, he, once he sees he's missing a shift or two, uh, he's got the message. So, uh, uh, Austin Lynch says, Kurt says, I don't know if I can call PJ Cox Mr. You have to be like 21 to be called Mr. Yet. I literally said I turned 16 and I get called Mr. Well, let's, let's be honest here. Uh, Mr. Austin Lynch deserves much more respect than Mr. PJ Cox. You got to. You gotta give respect. To, you gotta earn your respect. that's given, and uh, I don't think uh, Mr. Lynch is a. <laughs> I did it again, Mister, uh, is a thief or uh, a liar. So uh, yeah, he's all right. Who, now, if uh, I find out you're a thief or a liar, I will retract the Mister. I would even give it to Eric Brewer, Mister Eric Brewer, but PJ Cox, nah. Nah. <laughs> you said Cox. <laughs> It's a family show. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry. 
Oh, uh, Thomas should not have seen the ice for the rest of the game. Thank you, Tom Davis. I eh, again, harsh. this is why he's one, no, of best, he's one of your best offensive players, and you know, I know. Offense. I, uh, you and can't that too is well. that is why again I'm not an NHL coach, and that's why I'm not even coaching kids anymore because Although, I used to I used to bench players for doing that kind of you stuff. Know, and parents you know, got pissed at me. That would send a huge message that he's one of your more creative players and a guy that you need. You're trailing in the game, so it's like. No, you actually weren't trailing at that time, but still, one of your best uh, offensively creative players, and you bench him, and everyone's going to know why. And so at that point, he's got to realize himself that he's hurting the team by the way he played. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, that would send a big message, but I, I, I wouldn't do it. At least not unless it becomes a problem. Yeah, I mean, that's. I guess that's kind of where you get into. I don't want to say Babcock because that's kind of the ultimate, but I'm just saying that you kind of get into that territory when you it start wasn't, benching players for and it wasn't like that. And it wasn't all on Thomas either. Dunn was Dunn. No, is, I agree. Dunn is your defenseman, and he's and he vacates his half of the ice to go cover someone else, and 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 leaves that dangerous scoring area open. I think uh, I, I'm going to blame Dunn just as much as Thomas. So yeah, I I think that's a play though where Thomas the being the center especially, that's where he picks up. I the, I the agree. I agree that he should have picked up the area that was vacated, but, I mean, that's that's a I don't I don't they even commented on TV uh, on the other opposing broadcast about how that was that was Dunn's, who was it uh, Pierre Maguire which put a lot of stock in his commentary or whatever. But, right. Uh, he was he was all over done for that. Which so I, again, I think both players uh, lack of communication between the players involved. I think is what we can say. Agree. Agree. Uh, uh, Hotar twelve says ponder. You do that when we play hockey. Mm. Um, shut up. What's I don't have to say to you. Yeah, but you don't get paid millions to play. True. I'm allowed to do that. You pay to play. You can do whatever the That's fuck you true. want. Uh, they uh, Buffalo added two empty net goals in this game, uh, so it wasn't really out of, as out of hand as the score may have implied. I have a question for you, Jeff, about mm-hmm. the the second empty net goal. Yes, um, we got a face off in their zone with less than ten seconds to go. We're down by two, and Brube leaves uh, Allen on the bench. Oh, pull him! What? Pulling him? With ten seconds, nine point seven seconds to go. You're down by two. Face off in their zone. You do realize that goal differential is the fourth tiebreaker come the end of the season, right? You're just giving yeah, away goals. That's, that's why you want to score another one. No, you're giving away goals. The chances of you giving up a goal are greater than you scoring a goal there. That's probably I true, I but I'm, I'm all there. for – no, I, you might be right, but I, I'm, again – I'm I like a crazy-ass coach. I like being <laughs> aggressive in, in certain situations with pulling the goalie. I'm fair, I'm all about that. But we weren't winning this game. We were either going to lose this game 4-2, to 4-3, to three, or 5-2. to two. That, Those are the three scores. We weren't going to – we were either going to score one goal with nine seconds to go and lose 4-3, to three, or we were going to – no goals were going to happen, lose 4-2, to two, or they were going to score 5-2. to two. We, we, we were not going to tie this game. So I don't think pulling Allen was – it's it's a beneficial. message you're sending to your team. We're always going to go for the goal. We're always okay. going to win this one. We're going to do whatever uh, we can to win the game. Nine point seven seconds. Uh, you just g- you gave away a goal. You gave away a goal. Yeah. Well, it's also on your guys for giving that goal up. I agree, but you, you got to win the face off. You got to control the puck. 
I just no. Should have been I, more incentive be, for the Blues to control the puck. All I'm saying is, before the faceoff, I'm like, why is Allen pulled? We're not tying this game. We're gonna have a goal. It's a fourth tie break. And what happened? They scored. I'm like, God damn it. Hey, here's an excellent uh, reference here from Crappy Goalie. Does anyone remember the last time the goal differential tiebreaker had been used? <laughs> I don't. So that's a very good point. <sighs> Has it ever been used? I think it has. I want to say, and, and I'm completely pulling this out of my ass, so it could be way wrong. Back when shootouts were rampant, I want to say there was once where the team had the exact record, same record in the shootout, same record in the regulation, same goal differential. Or no, that, and it had to go to goal differential. And I want to say that was like 08, and it was like Carolina and Philadelphia. <laughs> I could completely making that up, but I feel like that is true. Uh, Please, anybody to, in Carolina or Philadelphia, back me up here. I'm trying to look it up. Uh, the NHL invented a tie-breaking extra game. No. No, I don't. No, I can't. I'm not going to spend too much time. I couldn't Listen, find If you want to spend some time, I have an announcement I can make. Nah, that's if okay. If you want to look it up. What, what's your announcement? Go ahead. Take, make uh, it. Okay. All right, I'll go ahead and make it. Uh, so you mentioned, uh, I should have said this earlier, when you mentioned that we were going to have a guest on next week. I have lined up a guest for the show. It's very, uh, very cool, I think. Um, he will be on probably, I'll probably do the interview on one of the weeks we don't have a live show. So we'll go ahead and record it and then I'll uh, release it whenever we don't do a live show. Usually there's what, once or twice during the holiday season, we miss a show. Um, former blues goaltender, Luco Pilka. Anybody remember that name? Uh, he retired last year because he had two surgeries in two years to address his uh, hip dysplasia. Uh, he was 21 years old when he uh, retired. Fifth-round pick from the Blues in 2015. Uh, played for the Kitchener Rangers. And uh, I, did he play in the AHL? Did he make it that far? He might not have. I, don't know, uh, I, I might have to look that up. But um, but either way, he's uh, he's from Illinois, I believe. So mm-hmm. uh, he is. Blues were his yeah Blues were his hometown team. So uh, you know, very exciting for him. So I think that's uh, that'll be could have been Chicago. Could have been Chicago. He call. I remember him specifically calling the Blues his home. Okay, because wasn't he like Effingham area? He was east, Eastern Illinois. Maybe. I thought he was like Effingham area, which is kind of, is like <sighs> due east of St. Louis, maybe a hair north. Yeah. Let me uh, let me pull him up here and take a quick look. Um, of course, the one side I pull him up on does not have where he's from. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, Luke is uh, 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 Effingham, Illinois. Wow, good job. Hey, look at that. Um, so Just yeah, call he, uh, me he, Pierre Maguire. That's right. He calls uh, he calls St. Louis his hometown team, so I thought he'd be a good get to uh, have for an interview. We talked this week, and he's going to come on and just kind of talk about his career and being drafted by the Blues, which I'm sure was kind of one of the most exciting days of his life. And, uh, yeah, we uh, will be having him on soon, so be on the lookout for that. Hmm. He Very nice. did not Good play job. past the OHL. Okay. So he played in the OHL for the Rangers, Kitchener Rangers, 2016, 2017, and that's when he started having his hip dysplasia issues. Mm. Dogs get that a lot. Unfortunate. Hip dysplasia. Yeah, that is, that is unfortunate. Yeah. Um. Next up for the Blues, a Thursday night. Oh, well, let's do this first. Blues have lost three straight for the first time in over a year. Still sit in first in the Central, uh, but not uh, when this game is over between Colorado and Philadelphia, which will be over in five minutes. The Avalanche lead 3 nothing. It's probably going to finish that way. 
So the Blues will be second in the Central, um, one point behind Colorado, and the Avalanche uh, have played one fewer game. They still have a game in hand on the Blues. So, uh, which makes for an interesting matchup coming up next week. Uh, uh, first off, Thursday night tomorrow. Uh, at home versus the Golden Knights, the Blues are. Uh, Vegas is 16-12-5, 8-6-2 on the road, 5-3-2 in the last 10. And coming off a 5-1 win versus, uh, what's that minor league team? I can't read it. Oh, the Blackhawks, uh, yeah, which was uh, f- <laughs> which was Flurry's uh, first game back after a leave of absence due to the, uh, his uh, father passing. So that, that W preceded losses uh, to both the Rangers and the Islanders. So they have won the last one, but they lost two or three. Uh, 37 points, fourth in the Pacific, three points out of first place, trailing Calgary, Arizona, and Edmonton. Uh, then we play Chicago on Saturday um, in St. Louis, which we established that uh, neither one of us are going to. And then a big game versus Colorado uh, would be real nice to have another four points under our belts before facing Colorado on Monday in what uh, looks to be uh, a battle for first place in the Central. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'll say the Knights is a, are a team that – a lot of people pick to go to the Stanley Cup final, and they have kind of sputtered out of the gate. Yeah. They are only three points out of first place right now, but I think a lot of people expected them to kind of run away with that division. Um, Calgary, Arizona, Edmonton, obviously, all having good years. But, uh, yeah, I think Vegas kind of un- underperforming. So we'll see uh, if they bring their A game, which, you know, being the defending Stanley Cup champions, uh, the Blues are going to see – a lot more A yeah. games from teams throughout the year. And uh, Malcolm Subban played really well in um, uh, Flurry's absence. So uh, they've got two good goalies right now to, uh, well, Flurry being a guy that, you know, you can rely on. But before that, I think Subban was kind of the talks of, okay, this guy's an AHL goalie at best, and he's playing well now. So it should be an interesting matchup. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. And then, obviously, Chicago – Saturday, uh, that needs to be a victory. And uh, we'll see if we get some healthy bodies back for that one. Um, the, uh, what else we got? Uh, the Barube said the, uh, they'll be getting some healthy bodies back for this homestand. Uh, tomorrow is up in the air, uh, but those include uh, those quick, uh, soon to return, uh, possibly for this homestand, include Steen, Sunquist, and Seinfeld. So uh, Steen said he'll have to talk to the doctors before making a decision yet, but he feels like he is uh, very close. Yeah, Steen's been skating. Sunquist has been skating. Um, it's only a matter of time now. It's good to see. Um, and the, the fact that the Blues played so well in their absence uh, really speaks to the depth of this lineup. So, again, as much as we used to talk bad things about Doug Armstrong in the past, he's built a pretty solid team the last couple of years. Uh, that's, uh, that's about all I got. Any more YouTube chat, uh, stuff going on? Nope. Oh, let's see. Um. Crappy Goalie just advanced to level one. <laughs> oh, congratulations, <laughs> Crappy Goalie. He goes. Um. Uh, how nice. Does that continue on to the next show? I don't know. That'd be interesting to find out. Uh, Jimmy Anderson, um. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I, uh, okay, here he says. We are lucky to have uh, Perron leave. Came back a slick vet. Okay. Uh, Coming back, he's played much better for the Blues. He's a slick vet, he's calling him. Uh, Then he says, he was so much softer before he left the first time. 
Now Perron is a guy who has been there, and it shows big time on the power play with 91 out. And 100%, Jimmy, um, he has been such a force for this team. It's Again, we talk about it every week. Uh, he just continues to impress us. And, and you know, last year we kind of looked at him, especially early on, as, okay, he's not anything special. Why is, why is he still getting top six minutes? We saw him get scratched, came back, played well. Had an okay playoff. You know, there was some ups and downs. But this year, he has been just on a whole other level. And it's been fantastic to see. That's all I got. I think we're going to wrap her up, Jeff. Yeah. I hate long goodbyes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sorry for those of you who tuned in to see Bill. Um, (laughs) uh, He's not here, but he'll be here next week, I'm sure. Yeah, I think I do believe so. He, uh, he'll be here for the uh, Erica Weston interview. I, be, I don't believe he would miss that. No. So For those Nobody of you who uh, are still with us, uh, yes, and you missed it early, we are going to have Erica Weston on from Fox Sports Midwest next week. That's the what plan. That's that the schedule. Show? Barring uh, the 9th. What day is it? Ninth? Thursday? I think it's Thursday. The 19th. Thursday night. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I believe we'll all be together in the same room, so that'll be exciting. Hey, cool. Except Erica, unless you want to invite her over. I could. I, uh, that would be creepy. But uh, Erica, you, know. you want to come hang out with three guys in one guy's basement? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nah, it doesn't I'm hurt to gonna, ask, right? Not gonna, nah, <laughs> uh, no, not gonna. I'm, I'm happy that she's going to come on the show. I'm not going <laughs> to make it weird. Right. Uh, Tom Davis says, let Sanford ride the bench. Crappy goalie says he has so many people to thank for getting to his level one. Uh, Squirrely Dan Dreheim says, Missed Bill's witty comments. I think we all did. Hopefully, Kurt and I were still entertaining, though. Somewhat, to some degree. Oh, I guess that'll wrap up episode 43 of season 8 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thank you for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube chat during the live show. Hope you guys had fun. For Jeff Ponder and uh, the MIA Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well... There's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.